Hello and welcome to the Your Gym Big Sister podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, night, whenever you happen to be listening to this. And welcome to today's episode. How are we getting on this week? I, it is Friday morning. Um, I usually record my podcast on Thursday mornings, but yesterday morning I felt weird. I don't even know how to explain it. I didn't feel sick necessarily. I just felt super like weak. It was odd. Um, I was recording a voice note to a client and an onboarding video as well. And I just was like, I sound so odd. And I was like, this is not the energy I need for my podcast. So I said, I'm going to wait and record it tomorrow when I feel a little bit better, which was a bit of a risk because what if I woke up this morning and didn't feel any better? But luckily I do, um, which is amazing. So here we are. I have been back in Canada now, like 10 days, whatever. Uh, loving life, loving being back in routine. Uh, Canadian summer is very interesting very interesting the weather is fucking wild guys like I have no idea if it's going to be 30 degrees and the sun splitting the stones I don't know if it's going to be a thunderstorm it was thunderstorming the other day like it's been lashing rain uh humid as fuck like go outside and it's just instant sweat um or if there's going to be smoke from all of the forest fires so it's it's interesting it's you're always kind of guessing do you know what I mean um which makes it a bit hard to like plan things like I really want to go on loads of hikes and shit but I'm like I don't want to go on a hike if I'm gonna get struck by lightning um but hopefully it starts to calm down like I don't know every time I check the weather app it's different I checked it the other day and it said it was going to be sunny for the like all the rest of the week and next week and then when I checked it yesterday there was like all the days have little thunderstorm icons beside it so I was like oh great great um so it's currently lashing rain yesterday it was beautiful so yeah I mean I guess it's just God, just keeping us guessing, I suppose. Um, but aside from that, God, how Irish am I already just talking about the weather? It's like the only thing I know how to talk about. Um, but aside from that, I am feeling pretty good. Um, currently still dieting. I don't know. I don't think I probably have that long left dieting. Um, this week we added in a bit more cardio. So my cardio has been up to five sessions a week, which I didn't even do that much cardio when I was in prep, which is so funny. Like when I was in prep, all I did was cardio on rest days, which whenever people hear that, they're like, I fucking hate you because I know some people who do cardio every day, cardio twice a day. I was one of the lucky ones who only did it two to three times a week, but I'm doing five sessions a week now, which is easy for me to do because I have a spin bike and a cross trainer in my garage so it's a bit um it's kind of gnarly vibes going down there in like the dark um and just like you know knocking out my 30 minutes but it's fine um aside from that I did actually uh soft launch my new coach on uh, on Instagram I get I, I get questions about it all the time uh I say that like as if like it's every day it's not but every time I put up a question box on my Instagram or like an, an anonymous one people ask me who's coaching me and I have kept it a secret um but I did put it up on my Instagram and if you missed it then you should probably pay closer attention to my Instagram stories um and I'm not going to say it now but I will be recording an episode soon I promise <laughs> all about my future plans what I'm currently doing what the fuck is going on with me it's coming it's coming but um aside from that like I'm definitely getting a bit bored of dieting now like as much as I I really like dieting um 
just I like the kind of focus the structure the discipline but I think and I also let's not let, let's not lie guys I do enjoy being lean it's fun like I don't even care you can get annoyed about that but I'm allowed to have preferences for how I look <laughs> but uh I like being a little bit leaner you know um especially because I work really fucking hard so it's nice when I feel like it looks that way but after such a long prep last year like obviously I was basically on prep for the entire year like 30 weeks I think I'm just still a bit like psychologically you know fed up of like restricting um and like small portions and like not much food and you know all that sort of stuff like I like going out for food and enjoying myself um and yeah I think like this has just made me realize like I don't know how people prep every single year I just couldn't I don't think I could do it like every time people ask me last year are you gonna prep like next year I was like fuck no oh my god absolutely no chance (laughs) maybe it's just because it was such a long prep maybe if I was someone who did a 16 week prep I could do it every year but no chance would I be uh, able to do a prep this year like I just my 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 mental would not be there at all um but regardless hopefully I'll be back to growing soon which will be fun um and I've just been like loving training back in pure I mean the the vibes are unmatched really the equipment is just next level and I can't wait to just get massive so that's my little update on me and I suppose kind of segues into what the topic of today is going to be which is going to be all about what happens after the diet or the post-diet phase you know everybody always talks about fat loss you know how can you make fat loss effective how do you make it easy how to lose fat blah 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 but I don't think enough people talk about how to make the most of the time after you diet, okay? And here's the thing, that is probably more important than the diet itself. Because here's the thing, most people can diet and lose weight. Like if you fucking put somebody on low calories and give them enough motivation, they will lose fat. But most people can't maintain that, okay? If you want to maintain the results, you have to nail this post-diet period. You know, everybody, the anti-diet culture always says, diets don't work. Well, do you know what? They fucking do. Calorie deficits work, okay? It's physiological, but the problem is weight maintenance, okay? Most people fail. And there's so many different reasons for that. Like, I think a big one comes down to the unsustainability of what you do to get there so like if you're doing you know a thousand calories 700 hours of cardio complete restriction no carbs then you probably are going to struggle to maintain that weight loss but if you do it in a sustainable manner I'm not saying in like an easy manner because losing weight is hard no matter what but if you do it in a bit more of a sustainable you know healthy approach then maintenance should be simpler but it also comes down to how you approach the post-diet period. So I'm going to approach this like mostly from the angle of like a normal like lifestyle fat loss diet but I'm going to kind of incorporate some elements of like post photo shoot post competition prep there's obviously differences but there's a lot of similar experiences that you might have and I think like if you're somebody who is considering one day doing something like a prep and whether that's for a photo shoot or a competition or whatever doing a normal fat loss diet first is like obviously really really important and a lot of the skills that you learn in the in that first post diet phase you'll be able to take them into your kind of post prep post comp like I've done so many diets in the past where I've fucked up the post diet phase that when it came to prep 
um, I think I did quite a good job of managing it because I had dealt with a lot of the emotions, the feelings, everything like that, you know, and obviously I currently have quite a few girls who are post-shoot. Um, I'm going to have way more, you know, during the rest of the year. I have people competing next year. I know it can be really fucking challenging to, you know, stop dieting, have that girl be gone and be like, what the fuck do I do now? Okay. And I also know all the, all the thoughts, feelings, emotions that come with it. But I think if you're aware of what's going to come and you know that everything you're feeling and everything you're experiencing is normal, I think that can help a lot. I think that's a conversation I've been having with a lot of my girls is like, the way you feel right now is absolutely normal. I think some of them feel a bit like, that there's something wrong with them because maybe they're really hungry or they feel a bit lost. And I'm like, no, like these are all completely normal experiences, emotions, everything to be having. And I think that helps a lot. So today it's going to be all about, you know, transitioning to fat loss, transitioning to fat loss, from fat loss to either maintenance, muscle gain, you know, whatever your next goal is, the actual strategies, like what you actually do to, to, to do it properly, how to handle it psychologically too, because that's a big thing and more. So, you know, the goal shouldn't ever be to diet forever. Okay. Fat loss is not a lifestyle. It's not something that you do forever. It should be something that you go in, you do it, you get out, and then you move on with your life, okay? Not to say you just go back to the way you were before, because that's guaranteed to um, backslide you, and you're going to not be able to maintain results, but you move out of fat loss, and the goal changes. So hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll have more of an understanding on how to actually do that. Um, and again, this is a skill, like this is something that you you learn, like every time you kind of lose fat, and you try to transition to maintenance you're probably going to mess up a little bit you know things might go a little bit wrong but you learn you know new skills like the like everything I'm going to talk about today I've learned through my own experience (laughs) you know I've learned through my own experience I've learned through coaching people and it is it is interesting you know and and I just don't think enough people talk about this this phase this part and that's why people struggle you know everybody knows oh it's a calorie deficit and you know eat high protein and get your steps up and resistance train if you want to lose fat and then it's like okay but what happens when I'm done (laughs) what happens when I'm done so before I get into the episode of course as always if you like the show if you like me if you think I'm cool I'm not but if you think I am don't forget to rate review and share the podcast as always because it does really help me out a lot it helps my my little channel my little show helps it grow um and reach more people and hopefully help more people because that's the whole fucking reason that I do this is I want this to be the show that I wish I had when I was getting into fitness and all that sort of stuff so let's dive right in. So the first thing I want to talk about is what actually happens to our bodies when we've been in a calorie deficit for an extended amount of time. So I'm going to caveat this with you have to have been doing like you have to have been in fat loss like properly like if you're like a yo-yo dieter or you know you kind of diet for a week or two and then you stop dieting this doesn't apply to you okay because you haven't actually been in a deficit for a long time. This is for people who have been very very consistent in a deficit pursuing fat loss for a while okay so let's say you've been dieting for like I don't know 12 16 weeks you've been super consistent maybe you've dropped like 5 to 10 kilos from when you've started you know you've you've ran a really successful fat loss phase so being in a calorie deficit means that you're in a state of reduced energy availability so basically you have less calories coming in than you need to survive that's what a deficit is And your body, really smart, your body senses this, okay? So it starts 
using that energy that is coming in for things that are completely necessary for your survival. Okay. So that's like breathing, pumping blood, you know, moving (laughs) these things you need to do, but it's going to shunt energy away from things that aren't completely necessary. So that's things like hormone production or the speed at which we move. So you might need to walk somewhere, but you might walk there a lot slower if you're in a in a big deficit, okay? Because your body is, it's low in energy, you know? And we, we feel that we're like, oh, my, my energy is low, but like your body actually senses like I'm not getting in adequate calories to feel the things that I need to do. So this is what we call metabolic adaptation. And this is a completely normal thing, okay? This is normal. You'll often hear like the anti-dieters say things like, your metabolism shuts down or oh my metabolism is broken from dieting okay (laughs) that's bullshit your metabolism can't break it's not something that can break your metabolism just from like a biochemical perspective like the definition of your metabolism is just the sum of all the chemical reactions that occur in your body that's it it can't break do you know what would happen if your metabolism was broken you'd be dead you wouldn't you, you you wouldn't be alive Okay, as long as you are breathing, you have a metabolism. So let's just get that very fucking clear. You may burn less calories on a daily basis, but do you know why that is for the most part? For the most part, you're a smaller human. Okay, if you've lost five kilos of body fat, there's five kilos less of you that requires energy to be alive. So of course you need less calories. So say your 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 maintenance calories was 2200 when you were 60 kilos. Well now you're 55 kilos. Guess what? Your maintenance calorie is probably going to be a little bit lower because you are uh oh my god, 5 over 6. You're like what? Like I don't know, like just over 10% of a smaller human. I can't do the maths there quickly. Uh, but you know, that's that's so of course you're going to need like less calories to survive. Normal, normal things. Remember, the amount of calories that you burn on a daily basis is mostly down to your basal metabolic rate, which is just the amount of calories you need. Like if you were just lying down, you never moved, you never did anything just to survive. That's your basal metabolic rate. Okay. And do you know what that mostly depends on? Your body weight. Okay. So smaller human, less body weight, lower BMR. That's just science. Okay. That's just, that's just what that is. But but (laughs) you will also experience other small adaptations that can account for a slight decline in your net energy expenditure. So some examples of this, okay, you may fidget a little bit less. um, And there's actually been really cool studies done on people like when they've done this in overfeeding studies. So they'll take, you know, people put them in a metabolic ward, which is essentially like a ward where they give you all of your food. So it's completely controlled and they overfeed them by like a thousand calories. Some people will gain like a lot of weight. Some people will hardly gain any. And this is usually down to things like how much they fidget, how much they naturally move around. Have you ever met somebody who it's like, they just don't stop? Well, they're probably somebody who can, you know, eat more food and not gain as much weight, whereas some people are naturally slower. Okay. Again, when you're dieting for a long time, you might just become a bit lazier. And a lot of this is subconscious. You know, you might find that without even realizing it, you're not kind of walking as much. This is why having step counts is important because it forces you to move. Um, but if you didn't uh, track your steps, you would probably, your, your step count would probably go down and down and down without you even noticing. You might speak slower. You might blink slower. I have a fucking hilarious story about this, guys. So when we were in LA, 
for our last show Shane and I rocked up to the hotel we were staying at and Shane Shane had like booked it and stuff and I think there was an issue with um oh we were supposed to arrive on the Tuesday but then we didn't end up arriving until the Wednesday we like changed our flight or whatever and Shane tried to contact the hotel and let them know and I don't think that they he got through to them or whatever so when we arrived basically they'd cancelled our booking and it was fine like they were able to give us a new room but Shane was trying to explain the situation and when I say he was speaking like this he was like see I um I I emailed and I don't I don't think anyone got got back to me and I was sitting there and like the guy at the desk was looking at him like what the fuck is wrong with this guy and I wanted to punch him in the face I was like please speak faster um (laughs) and it was just because the poor chap had been dieting for like fucking 40 weeks but it was hilarious like I noticed it a lot in Shane he doesn't do that now like he speaks like a normal fucking person but in prep he was so slow and I was like this is so funny so you know you have to remember like your body is really smart like it doesn't want to be lean it, it like it doesn't want to be that way I know it's very very rude but like our bodies want to stay the same they don't want to be lean they don't want to be jacked that's why we have to work hard to build muscle and lose body fat because your body doesn't want to be that way um which I know is annoying but when you know that it makes it a bit easier to actually push through <laughs> but um you know there's other things like other things, well, sorry. So that's your body senses its slow in energy. So it adapts slightly um, to to burn less calories. Okay. So like it, it doesn't want to expend as many calories. And then on the flip side, your body also senses because you're low in energy, it's going to start driving you to do things like to consume more energy. Okay. So big one that's affected here is your hunger hormones. Okay. So the two biggest hormones um, that affect our hunger and appetite, there's a, there's a lot and like, it's quite an intricate kind of um, network of things like um, it's neurotransmitters in the brain, peptides in the gut, everything. But the two big ones are ghrelin. So ghrelin is that when you feel hungry, you know, that kind of like feeling in your stomach of like hunger, that's ghrelin. And ghrelin goes up when you've been in a deficit for a long time. Okay, so more hunger. And leptin, so leptin's the other hormone. When we consume a meal, we feel full and satisfied after that meal. That's leptin, okay? Leptin um, is actually secreted by fat cells, okay? So if you lose fat, think about it, less leptin being secreted. And there's other reasons why less leptin is kind of secreted too. So we have less fullness. So we're not, when we do eat a meal, we're not as satisfied, okay? Leptin also affects other systems, things like your thyroid hormone, which I'll get into in a minute. But this basically net effect of both these things is you feel hungrier and then when you do eat, you're not as full, okay? And this is because your body wants you to keep eating. It wants you to gain fat. It wants you to gain weight. It's really important to keep this in mind post-diet. Like your hunger and appetite signals, they kind of can't be trusted. And that's why a lot of people post long diet if they just eat ad libitum and they don't continue tracking their food they will quickly gain weight back because their body is trying to get them back to that sad point so how do you overcome this you continue tracking you know you continue you're smart you're strategic and you remind yourself okay I might still be hungry but 
I don't necessarily need to continue eating. Okay, what I need to do is, you know, practice discipline here and remind myself that this kind of hunger, it is going to go away. Okay. And, um, but other hormonal changes can occur too. Um, so especially for females, you know, if you've been dieting for a long time, especially bodybuilders, if you've done really aggressive photo shoot preps, quite common to lose your cycle. Um, and this is just because your body knows it does not have the energy to produce a baby or support a baby once it's born. So it doesn't even give you the option. It's like, no, you're not, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Uh, other things that are affected like your thyroid hormone so you can think about your thyroid as kind of like a regulator of your metabolism or your energy expenditure so when your thyroid levels are low which is hypothyroidism your basal metabolic rate is a little bit lower you're more prone to weight gain you can feel really fatigued really tired your mood and your mental well-being can be really affected as well so like you might even feel a little bit more like depressed which again is going to make you not want to move it's going to make you want to eat it's going to give you cravings so studies have shown that even like moderate weight loss can affect the conversion of t4 so t4 um is produced by the thyroid this is the inactive form of the thyroid hormone and then t3 is the active form So weight loss means less of that T4 is being converted to T3, which then kind of acts um, on like receptors in the body. So day to day, your energy levels, your movement, all that sort of stuff is going to go down as well. And then we also have to think about like the psychological effects of dieting. Okay, this is something I've actually been speaking to quite a lot of my clients about recently because, you know, some of them have been sort of in this position where they've been pursuing fat loss, like even before coming to me, they've been trying to diet for so, so long. And like that's fucking exhausting okay it's really fatiguing to be always trying to restrict always worried about your calories always worried about all that sort of stuff you're also going to have higher cravings you're going to have higher food focus you're going to be thinking about food all of the time Um, and just a little aside when it comes to food focus I have a really big tip there don't watch food videos 10,000 calorie challenges just don't do it don't look up menus in restaurants don't do it okay it makes a massive difference like I was really really good at that in prep um, and I've actually noticed myself doing it more this diet and I'm trying to really catch myself because I don't want to be that way because I just think about food all the time but anyway like dieting is fatiguing and sometimes the best thing you can do is just take a step back you know and that's what I was saying about some of my clients I've kind of said to them like look I just don't think continuing to like flog this dead horse of dieting is smart right now and we should maybe move to maintenance for a little bit and then we can go back into a diet if you feel ready you know um so it is like there's a lot of mental pressure there you know I've always been like oh is this within my calories or you know it's just it's just a lot you know so you're basically in the state where you're maybe lower in energy, your hunger and cravings are higher, your hormones might be affected. And, you know, how and this, this, this all kind of is under that umbrella of like metabolic adaptation. Okay, so how the degree of metabolic adaptation that you feel is going to massively depend on your start and end points of the diet. You know, it's going to depend on how lean you had to get how low has your body fat gone how hard have you had to push have you had to do two hours of cardio a day and eat 1200 calories well you're probably going to experience a bit more metabolic adaptation than the person who maybe just got down to a normal healthy body fat level didn't really do much cardio just did steps maybe did it on like 18 1900 calories you know they, they, they are going to be a little bit different it's also going to depend even on just like genetics you know like some people are just resilient they just are some people are very adaptive okay so like their body 
And that goes for whether they're in a deficit or in a surplus, their body doesn't want them to change. So they're the people who will fidget loads and find it really, really hard to gain weight. And then sometimes those same people can find it hard to lose weight because their body just, as soon as it senses these fluxes in energy intake, it does what it can to match that in energy expenditure so that your body isn't going to change. So, you know, someone at the end of a bodybuilding prep or a photo shoot prep might feel a lot of these things very intensely. You know, I know I did. I know I was low in energy, tired, lost my cycle um hunger was okay to be fair I actually didn't struggle from that side of things it was more so like my training like everything felt like a bit of a chore so you're at this point you know and again this might exist on a spectrum you might have just be feeling some of these symptoms you might be feeling all of them but the goal now is to get you from this state of maybe feeling a bit grim not the best to feeling good okay so we want you to feel good but the caveat is we don't want you to have to gain back all the weight because then that that, that's the failed diet you know like the 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 definition of a failed diet is one in which you lose fat but then gain it all back straight away you know that's that's failed and that's something that a lot of people do again and again and again they lose fat and then they gain it back and then they lose it they gain it back and it's just this constant cycle and so we want to interrupt that and interrupting that does not occur through how you diet it well it does because if you diet stupidly then it's going to happen but it also comes through how you reverse and how you maintain so you know is it possible can you do that of course of course you can okay weight loss maintenance is very very possible you just have to be smart about it and the good news is I'm going to tell you exactly how to be smart about it aren't you a lucky little sod Okay, so let's kind of go into like reverse dieting or, you know, returning back to maintenance, returning straight back to maintenance, the difference between both, all that sort of stuff. So how do we kind of transition out of dieting? So my first tip here and something I really think is super important to keep in mind don't look at dieting as ending on the day that your deficit ends. Okay, look at dieting as ending about six to eight weeks later when you're feeling a bit more recovered all right because here's the thing if you finish your fat loss phase and you're like fucking great I'm done let's go back to normal I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want that is not going to end well (laughs) that's what causes the yo-yo diet mindsets if you look at your fat loss phase as something that's just this extreme short-term thing that's totally different from your usual day-to-day life then that's what is going to make it very, very difficult to maintain the results, okay? You want to look at your life, your diet as something that is incorporated within your lifestyle. And again, like this, this is why it's so important to do fat loss in a sustainable manner. You know, your your days shouldn't look much different when you're trying to lose fat versus when you're trying to maintain that. It's just, you might be doing it with a bit more intensity. You know, you might have a bit less food coming in. You might be moving a little bit more. But if you are doing everything differently, especially like if you're the type of person who completely isolates themselves, shut themselves off to lose fat. And then as soon as you're finished, you're going out every single, you're like two, three days a week to um, restaurants and eating out and, you know, having three course meals and drinking loads. And yeah, you're not, you're not going to maintain those results. And there's no point in pretending that you will. Okay. You still need to maintain discipline and structure in that post diet phase it is absolutely key keep your days similar just start eating a little bit more like that is really it okay you know and I think like a good a good analogy here that I always like to kind of give is you know because I hear people say they're like oh so like I have to keep doing all the shit that I'm doing to, to maintain my results and it's like yeah fucking obviously you have to do your laundry like every week okay if you didn't, you wouldn't have clean clothes. 
you know that you know you have to keep doing the laundry if you still want to have clean clothes like that's just that's just a given it's the exact same here you still need to engage in your healthy habits if you want to maintain your health your fitness and your results okay so don't get annoyed that you have to do all these things and that's why you need to like enjoy the process okay you have to I know it's cringe thing not cringe thing it's such a cliche but like you have to enjoy the process you have to enjoy the lifestyle you create in order to pursue fat loss because if you hate it and look don't get me wrong at the end of something like an aggressive diet you might not be feeling your best you might not be loving it but a lot of the things you do should be things you enjoy and you you tend to enjoy things more when you're eating a bit more food anyway but you still have to have that same structure routine your day-to-day should still look similar okay so I'm just going to talk about like two different ways to approach post-diet um mainly going to talk about reverse dieting because I think that that's what will apply to most people probably listening to this if you are like a bodybuilder and then reverse dieting is probably not what you need you need to do a recovery diet which I'll talk about that in a second so reverse dieting is something that I'd obviously like implement with lifestyle clients you know somebody who's just um drop body fat to you know a healthy level they're happy with their results and now they kind of want to maintain it or they might want to move into a a building phase but we're still going to reverse them out of that diet so that's different to a recovery diet so a recovery diet would be more for people who've prepped you know gotten really really lean and they need to get their health back as quickly as possible because remember being that lean like being you know stage condition that is not healthy okay like to put into context like the weight I am now I'm about like 146 I think like for me I could sustainably probably live here at this weight like it's I'm I feel good I have energy I'm like relatively lean I'm not shredded but you know I've got like the outline of the tops of my abs don't have like a shredded lower stomach I've still got my little pooch it's still there because like that's I need that for health um and I'm like 23 pounds above my stage weight still so that's a big fucking chunk of weight do you know what I mean so like it's there's a big big difference between stage lean and like somewhat healthy lean and people would look at me and say that I'm pretty damn lean so think about how much leaner I was um so that's just like something to keep in mind like if you're in an unhealthy state you need to get healthy as quick as possible but for the person who is dieted to a healthy state a healthy body fat level how do we reverse diet so you know it kind of is what it says on the tin so like during a diet you know as you're going through it you're probably going to incrementally reduce your calories you know you might start on 1900 then you might go to 1700 maybe 1500 and you're probably going to increase your output too so you might start on 10,000 steps a day and or 8,000 steps a day no cardio right um and you might end it on like 12,000 steps a day three four sessions of cardio so we kind of want to now incrementally increase calories and reduce output so again say someone started their diet on like 2,000 calories 8,000 steps no cardio they ended it on you know 15,000 calories 15 1500 calories (laughs) 12,000 steps and you know three sessions of cardio a week if you just went straight back to the calories that you were on at the beginning it might overshoot things slightly you know because remember you're a smaller human because say in this time you've lost five kilos or whatever that's just a random number but you are burning less energy so we want to instead steadily increase okay so we might reduce their steps from 12,000 to 10,000 you know we might reduce their three cardio sessions to two cardio sessions and keep those in for health we might increase their calories up to 1800 you know and then we would usually make those increases 
in their calories in carbohydrates and fats. So usually when I'm dieting somebody, like their protein never changes. If, if you're down on 150 grams of protein, unless you've lost significant weight, and by that I mean as in like 50, 60 pounds, like a lot of weight, then I'm probably going to keep your protein the same because it's obviously satiating. We want to maintain muscle. So I'll leave their protein static um, until we get to a point where calories are super high. And then I'll usually bump protein up just to account for trace protein. That's uh, aside from the question, but I'll usually increase carbs and fats because those are what we've pulled from throughout the diet. You know, we, we've made reduces to carbohydrates to fats and we want to start bumping those up. Carbs for energy within your training and just enjoyment. Fats for health, hormonal health, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, we might set their initial targets, say it's like 1800 calories, whatever, and then we'll stay there, we'll assess for a week or two, we'll see what body weight does, we'll see what um, their pictures are kind of looking like, and then if that sort of all decreases or maintains or whatever, then we might bump calories up again by kind of 150 to 200, might bring output down, you know, a touch. Again, I'll usually address like one or the other, like I'll probably either go reduction in output or increase in calories I tend to prefer increase in calories because I just think like get more food in as quickly as you possibly can Um, and maybe that's just my own bias because I'm greedy and I like food and then we just continue the process so you monitor for a week or two weight stays the same bump up bump up bump up keep going keep going keep going okay now some people if you've done this before you may have observed an interesting phenomenon which is when you start to reverse you lose weight okay this happens to me usually didn't happen to me after prep obviously because I was so like far removed from health at that point like my body was like as soon as calories come in I'm putting on weight which I needed to but in past diets and when I've executed that post post diet reverse properly I will get leaner and people be like why is that happening I'm eating more and it's it's quite simple so like the first thing is you're body senses that more energy is coming in so remember all those adaptations I talked about at the start you know moving a little bit less being a little bit more tired speaking slower blinking so your body senses that more energy is coming in so now it starts reversing all of those things so you actually start expending more energy maybe you fidget a bit more maybe you've got more energy in the gym so you're training harder you're pushing yourself harder okay so all of these things result in you actually burning more overall calories and so you might still be in a deficit so say you increased your calorie intake by 200 calories but your energy output in actually increased by 300 again that's going to still have you in a little bit of a deficit another reason is your adherence might just be better so if at the end of a diet you are kind of you know having a few extra bites here and there maybe not being 100% honest with your tracking and now because you've got more calories to play with you are being more adherent again that's going to have you at a lower calorie target than actually you were at before and another thing um that happens a lot and I think this is kind of what happens to me is like when you reduce fatigue so again dieting hard on the body quite a stress um you can drive a little bit of inflammation just from kind of things like increases in cortisol even just the fatigue you accumulate from training in a deficit and so when you start to eat more food that fatigue just starts to drop off and so water that you were potentially holding on to drops off this uh i get this a lot especially like if i'm stressed at all my body will kind of hold a little bit of water. I, I noticed this a lot in prep. And so as soon as I would start eating um, and having more calories, that water would drop off. I'd get tighter and tighter and leaner and leaner. So really common. I see it a lot. But another thing is, it doesn't always happen. Like you might actually see the weight go up initially. And this is simply down to you in taking more food into your body. So you're going to have more food actually sitting in your digestive system. If you're 
consuming more carbohydrates, you're actually going to um, retain slightly more water or not retain more water. When I say that, people think that I mean that kind of like bloated water. I mean, more carbohydrates means more glycogen, more water within your muscle cells. Okay. So that is completely normal. And here's another really key thing to remember. If your goal is weight maintenance, you are not going to maintain an exact number. It's not going to happen, okay? You'll maintain within a range. So don't freak out if you see fluctuations. Remember, fluctuations happen no matter what your goal is, whether you are trying to lose weight, gain weight, maintain weight. It's going to go up and down due to so many different factors. If you've had more salt, more carbs, if you've trained hard, like everything, more fiber, like there's just so many reasons. All the reasons that I always give for why your weight fluctuates in a deficit, it's the exact same uh, when you're trying to maintain. So don't think it's going to be like, oh, yep, I've reached my goal weight of 65 kilos and now I'm going to be 65 kilos every single day. That's never going to happen. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. And even just across the year, like remember, your body fat levels will fluctuate, okay, across the year. And that's completely normal. You know, around, you know, there might be times like Christmas or if you go on holidays or whatever, where it goes a little bit up and then naturally it will come down again. That's called being a human who has a life, okay? So just remember that. Like, you, yes, you might maintain, you know, somewhat close to what you achieve, but you're not going to be the exact same forever. Like that's just not going to happen. Okay. Like that's not realistic. So that's kind of reverse dieting. So then what's recovery dieting? So this, like I said, applies more so to like bodybuilders and, or if you've gotten like properly peeled to the point that it's unhealthy for a photo shoot. So like I said, you're going to experience all the sort of aforementioned symptoms of dieting, but like times 100,000 million. Okay. So you're going to be fucked. You're going to be super unhealthy. You have to get your healthy body fat levels back. Okay. So it would be so silly if someone, for example, me at 123 pounds to slowly reverse me from this state, because all that does is prolong the time that I would have been in that very negative state of health. Okay. It's silly. It just, it does, it potentially prolongs the deficit. So the aim of a recovery diet which this has kind of been coined by um, 3DMJ and Eric Helms, if you do want to kind of learn a bit more about it. I think they've loads of podcasts on it. But the aim is to recover and get straight back to predicted maintenance and actually overshoot that because the goal is to gain body fat. The goal is not to maintain. So you want to be at maintenance and slightly above. So you know, in, in my experience um, anyway, and what I've kind of like heard um, and what I know a lot of kind of coaches would advise, um, especially for uh, natural bodybuilders and people in that state would, you want to see that kind of first five to 10 pounds come on pretty quick. You know, like I think, I think I was up like 10 pounds in like eight or nine days, which I needed that. Okay. I need that to come on quickly. Obviously, again, a lot of that is just going to be water, glycogen, but a lot of that, or some of it was body fat, you know, and um, because your body is just very sensitive, it's going to come on quickly. As soon as you start eating more, it's going to come on quickly, but then it slowly will kind of start to stabilize. And this will be person dependent. Like some people, it will start to stabilize. Some people, it will go really, really quickly. For me, for example, am I going to talk about it? Oh, I don't know. Sorry, that was really teasing. Basically, I gained like the first 10 pounds quite quickly, then my weight kind of stabilized, and then it started going up really quickly. It was a bit of a mind fuck. But those first five to 10 pounds, they have to go on quick. And then we need to kind of slowly try to get back to where maintenance is. But again, the 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 goal is gain fat quickly. Your body needs fat. It needs that essential fat. So like I said, I'm going to do an episode soon, all on my own post-show experience. So I'm going to save a bit more for that episode and talk through like what it was exactly like for me but the main difference 
between you know a normal lifestyle diet and a recovery diet from a prep is that we need to get the body fat back on after a prep whereas obviously if you're reverse dieting with the aim of maintaining your results the goal is not to gain much fat you you might gain some but you don't want to gain much so that's kind of the the tangibles of like how to reverse diet or get back to maintenance um and then from here you might decide meh i want to go into a bit of a building phase i want to focus on muscle gain and if that's the case then you would just continue incrementally adding calories to take you into surplus so again you might add 200 250 300 until the point that you're gaining slight you know a little bit of weight every single week whether that's like i mean across the month you'd probably want to see about a 1 to 1.5% weight increase. So if you were like 60 kilos, you might want to see yourself gain about 0.6 to 0.9 kilos across a month, that kind of thing. So if you want to learn more about building phases and gaining phases, I have an entire episode dedicated to this. It's actually one of my most listened to episodes to make me so fucking happy that people want to learn more about building and gaining weight. So that's episode three, I want to say. I've gone back and numbered all my episodes because I figured it would just make sense because then I can like actually reference them. So I think it was episode three, pretty sure. Anyway, so that's like the tangibles. So now I kind of want to discuss dealing with some of the sort of psychological struggles of the post-diet phase, because again, it can be a bit of a head fuck. It can be tough, okay? So dieting is a psychological challenge and reversing can be even more of a challenge, especially if you've actually been working towards fat loss for a long time there's lots of people who have always been trying to diet okay and if you have finally successfully dieted and now you want to maintain that can be very very hard it can be like okay now what do I do and this applies even more so to like post shoot or post show you can feel very lost you can have like post show blues this massive goal you've been working towards is now gone and again I'm going to talk specifically more about that in, in um an episode soon <laughs> promise but um even just post normal fat loss diet if you've been working towards it and you've you know been trying to lose weight for a long time it's like okay so, uh, now what do i do because here's the thing for a lot of people fat loss is safe it is a safe thing because it has very distinct um metrics that you can observe to know if you are succeeding it has this d- distinct protocol you know if you're getting leaner if your pictures are looking better if your scale is going down you can observe and monitor that whereas if your goal is maintenance it's a bit more like oh like i don't really know what i'm looking for here you know um it's it's a bit of a softer goal i would say so i will say this from experience because like i said i've done loads of diets post diets blah 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 the transition period is the hardest. So those kind of few weeks, month or two, when you're switching your mindset from, you know, restriction, discipline, looking for being leaner, looking for new lines, seeing if you've got abs, seeing new scale weight lows, moving from that towards being a bit more flexible, you know, maybe seeing yourself get a little bit softer, maybe just feeling a little bit less lean. That can be really fucking hard, okay? Um, and especially if you're someone who's been really preoccupied with the scales, you know, seeing it go down, it can be really hard to switch your mindset and to start seeing it stay the same or potentially go up if you're going into a gain in phase, which obviously like that's the goal, but it can still be really hard to just switch your mindset, you know? And this is where we really need to remember like what the goal is and to start focusing on other things. So strengthen the gym, having more flexibility, flexibility, it's a hard word to say very hard word to say flexibility with your food (laughs) calories to play with being able to go out for maybe you know a coffee and get like a pastry and it fits within your calories or go out for a meal out with your boyfriend and you know not be kind of planning ahead so much and just enjoying it a bit more you know don't focus on losing progress don't freak out that you're going to suddenly end up back to where you started you know like that's that's not going to happen um and obviously you know maintaining your results in the long term like 
when it comes to that and like I always say this to people right if you treat your body right and by that I mean like if you're eating well if you're exercising you're moving you're strength training you're sleeping well you're drinking water you're doing all the things your body composition's always going to reflect this like you're always going to look like a fucking healthy human you know I think very a big resistance comes from females moving into a building phase because they assume that if they gain any weight they are going to look obese that is never ever ever going to like it's not going to happen you're not just suddenly going to gain 30 pounds in a week like that's not how it works the only reason that you're going to end up back where you started is if you just sack off all those healthy habits you built you go back to eating complete shit you don't move you don't train so don't do those things and you'll be fine, okay? Like, remember, just because the scale weight isn't going down, it doesn't mean that you look worse. You know, I think we have this immediate tie in our head of like, scale weight going up, I look worse. But that's sometimes not the case. Like, I know for myself, like, I look a hundred times better now at 145 pounds than I did at 125. I looked like a fucking child. I looked like, I looked like a skeleton. It was, ugh. You know, like, no, it was not a good look look great on stage if you saw me in person you'd be like who is that child (laughs) who is that very tired looking child you know like I look so much better now um but I've only learned this through through years of kind of doing this that like sometimes more weight is better you know I've got I've got I was about to say I've got boobs but I don't (laughs) I don't even when I'm heavier she is flat chested but I've got a bum so like that that's okay um I'll have to buy the boobs but you know, you know, it's fine. I'm not bitter. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that's uh, just, that's just like a little kind of thing on that. It's like, just because you're not now actively trying to lose weight doesn't mean you're going to look worse. Okay. Just keep that in mind. Obviously body image can take a bit of a hit, you know, especially if you're moving from fat loss to muscle gain, it can bring some kind of body image challenges. Um, especially, and like I said, if you've been like accustomed to seeing yourself in a certain way while you've been losing weight, and if you're now starting to gain weight a little bit, that can be tough, you know, like again, like to, to use myself as an example, I know I just said there I looked terrible last year, which I did looking back, but at the time I was that lean for like 10 to 12 weeks, like I was shredded. I got used to that. Like for me, it was completely normal to have a six pack at nighttime, very normal. So to go from that to not feeling that way, to maybe feeling a bit watery, bloated, that was hard, okay, I was trying to like rewire my brain, and again, like a lot of this is just your, your brain rewiring, so, you know, I love neuroplasticity, I love all that sort of shit, but like, when you're dieting, your kind of synaptic connections in your brain, your neurons, like they are kind of building these pathways of restrict, move more, be lean, look for new lines, and you're doing this every single day. So they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And so you are now trying to break those connections and go towards eat more, look softer, gain weight. Okay, that's hard. It takes time. This is why the transition is hardest. Once you settle into normality again, it feels a lot easier. But that initial transition and that initial like breaking of old connections, rewiring of new connections, it's fucking hard. Okay, but this is why like, when you are kind of shifting that focus away from, you know, fat loss, weight loss to just like health, you know, maybe muscle gain, different body composition goals, different strength goals. You do have to adjust like your perception of things. You have to adjust your self-acceptance, even like your identity. I think this is a really big thing, right? 
and this goes especially for anybody who has kind of chronically been dieting okay you might have the identity of somebody who's like always on a diet and it can be very easy to be attached to the identity of being a dieter again for a lot of people like dieting and fat loss is very safe because they've always done it and so now to stop doing that it can just feel like a complete disruption of who they are and their identity but now is where it becomes time to adopt a new identity okay a different identity of someone who's strong someone who's healthy someone who's fit athletic muscular not just somebody who's really lean you know um and again like this this ties into the the sort of next point of like that psychological attachment to that deficit like i said like there's obviously a huge emphasis when you're dieting on restriction discipline constantly monitoring like what you're eating what you're doing how much you're moving and transitioning to maintenance or muscle gain it might mean like letting go of this restrictive mindset you know adopting a more flexible and balanced approach and for some people this shift can be really psychologically challenging like it's it's easier to be all in 100% no stones left unturned than to be flexible and I'm going to call myself out here because this is me I struggle with this a lot okay like I am extreme by nature and even when I'm not dieting like I'm very like okay my days are all the same I hit my calories to the gram like I'm very like that and it helps me a lot to actually have Shane because he's very chilled like he's like it doesn't matter if you're 10 grams over your carbs like you're fine and I need like that to balance me out but like it's it's easy to just be completely in control of everything than to allow a little bit of you know less control I suppose that can be hard you can also feel quite lost you know if you if you're not sure what the goal is now then it's a bit like what what do I do you know like when the goal is done it's important to set new goals, okay? So like, don't just finish fat loss and be like, what? what's my goal now? Set new ones. Maybe it's getting stronger. Maybe it's building more muscle, you know, maybe getting fitter or let maintenance be the goal. Like that can be a goal. Like say like, okay, for the next eight weeks, my goal is to maintain here, you know? And then maybe you'll change goals. You know, it's important to like redefine what a healthy lifestyle now means for you. Because again, and I put up a reel about this the other day, but like fat loss isn't a lifestyle. A calorie deficit isn't a lifestyle. Always trying to lose weight is not a lifestyle. Health and fitness is a lifestyle, okay? And so trying to pursue that health and fitness lifestyle and having new markers of progress, new kind of things that give you that sense of achievement beyond just losing weight, losing fat, seeing the number of scale go down is so, so, so important, okay? So again, sit down and and really have a think about it. It's like, okay, what do I want now? Like, do I want to squat 100 kilos? Do I want to build my glutes? Do I want to um, run a 5k? Like again, have these little goals that will keep you engaged with the process. And then another thing that a lot of people will struggle with, um, and this is probably one of the biggest ones, honestly, is food intake. And again, the shift can be really psychologically challenging, especially if you're coming from like a low calorie kind of restrictive diet maybe you've cut out food groups or you haven't allowed yourself to ever eat out or just like little things like that 
you might feel like almost guilty or like conflicted about actually eating more. It can feel very, very weird. And then this can impact your relationship with food a little bit. Um, so you might have this almost fear of eating more and gaining weight. But then on the other end of the stress, other end of the spectrum, without that kind of goal of fat loss, it can be really easy to fall into the trap of like, well, I'm not dieting, so I can just eat whatever I want. And then you end up eating, overeating a lot, okay? And Couple this with that hunger signaling being skewed that I spoke about. Remember, you're not going to feel as full and you're going to be hungrier. That can lead to a little bit of, you know, overeating, gaining weight a bit more quickly than you would maybe planned to or wanted to. And this is why I think even just being aware that like, okay, my hunger signaling is a bit fucked here and I need to just practice discipline is really, really important. You know, you might find yourself eating even if you're not hungry just because you see something and you're like, well, I can I can eat that now. And again, like sometimes that's okay, but if you're doing that all of the time, you're going to gain weight really, really quickly. And sometimes it can be hard to get things back under control. And this is why I really think it's important to still track in this phase and keep accountability of your food for a while. Like don't just let it be a free-for-all because if you do, I think that that's usually what results in, you know, bad post-diet experiences, okay? So how do we then make sure that we keep up these results that we've worked hard for okay like how do we keep them for life and again we keep up the habits that got us there like I used my analogy earlier the laundry analogy you don't get annoyed that you have to keep washing your clothes if you always want clean clothes don't get annoyed if you have to keep doing the basic healthy habits if you want to keep your results we want to focus on the basics okay it might just be at a lower intensity right so you're still going to strength train you're still going to be active every day you're still going to go on walks maybe still do cardio because that's good for your fucking health you're probably going to eat a diet that has a similar structure to your fat loss diet okay you might just have more calories you might but you should still prioritize your protein prioritize your nutrients your fruits your veggies your health yeah you can be a bit more flexible you know maybe instead of sticking to like a rigid number you eat in like more of a range you're kind of just a bit more like meh I'll just track my protein again these things like over time, you'll figure out what works best for you. Um, and obviously having guidance on a coach can help as well. But you're still going to drink water. You're still going to stay in a good routine. You're still going to sleep. Everybody sleeps. <laughs> but you're still going to have a good sleep routine. You know, go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time, all that sort of stuff. So like, these are all really important habits to engage in, no matter whether you're trying to lose fat, maintain your weight loss, or build muscle. Okay, you should still be doing all of these things if you just want to be like a healthy human. Okay. You can also start to maybe incorporate trying to move away from tracking. So this is something I do with a lot of clients, um, you know, if they've been tracking really religiously is starting to add in things like an untracked meal, you know, um, throughout the week, uh, maybe untracked days as well. And this is really a chance to test your knowledge, you know, use the knowledge that you gained around things like portion sizes, structuring your food, you know, like if you've been tracking for ages, you should know what a good meal looks like that has protein you know a mixed meal that has like carbs fats nutrients you should know these things okay and it's a chance to kind of learning to trust yourself and your hunger and fullness cues again this might be something that you wait to implement until like six to eight weeks down the line when those hunger and fullness cues have re-established themselves and have come back to baseline um but again like some people when they finish dieting they don't experience these issues anyway um but this can really help with improving your kind of long-term relationship with food especially if you think that's taken a bit of a toll through dieting you know start looking at food as fuel something to be enjoyed you know within reason obviously again like there there has to be a balance here like you can't just go take on track days and eat like an asshole all day because again that's going to lead you to gaining weight probably a little bit quicker than you had planned to but just 
learning to trust yourself without my fitness pal because remember like my fitness pal is just an app like every bit of food you eat is it still counts do you know what I mean like your body is the best calorie tracker that there is so if you're gaining weight quicker than you want to you're eating too much that is as simple as it gets as simple as it gets even if you're like but my fitness pal says I'm only having this many calories it doesn't matter you're eating too much that's it case closed um but you know starting to try to look at food is more than just calories macros which I know might sound a bit contradictory considering what I just said but still you know enjoying going out for meals having nice experiences all that sort of stuff practicing things like mindful eating when you go out for meals you know these are really important skills to work on again post-diet could be a time to try new activities like try different classes different sports like obviously I love bodybuilding training um that's always what I do but like that's not the same for everybody you might want to start doing different things you might want to do spin classes or maybe pole classes or crossfit if you're fucking crazy i don't know uh boxer size whatever but again experiment with these things you know post diet could be could be a good thing to do um so i think that that kind of wraps it up for today um so one big point that i really want to encourage at this point one big point that i want to encourage at this point take a shot every time she says point but if you if you had a coach for fat loss stay with them for maintenance okay because I promise you it is harder it is harder than fat loss okay and having support and guidance and accountability is so so key I really do think like one of the worst things you can do is just go to a coach for like an 8 to 12 week diet and then leave and I see so many people doing this and like honestly like people will do this with me like like because I have like a minimum of three month commitment and the people who look at it as a 12-week program, they don't do as well. The people who come with to me and stay stay with me for months, you know, potentially a year longer. I've got lots of clients who've been with me for a year. They're the ones who have gotten insane results, maintained them and gotten better and better with time. The people who look at working with me as a short-term thing, they don't do as well. And I can always, I can spot it straight away. You know, I, I can, as a coach, I can see it. I can see when people are looking at it that way. And that's what leads you to be in those kind of cycles of yo-yoing. So stay with your coach for maintenance, potentially moving into muscle gain, you know, learn these skills, have that accountability there to keep you on track and even just to reassure you because again a lot of the thoughts feelings emotions you feel in this period are new and so if you have somebody there who knows what you're feeling it can help a lot and you know on that note (laughs) I am a coach (laughs) in case you didn't know that sorry I was trying to I was trying to plug myself there basically if you want to work with me you know if you are kind of like okay do you know what this girl she's talking some sense here even everything she said about dieting makes sense. Everything she said about weight loss maintenance makes sense. I think I would like to have this girl help me. Then you're in luck because I have some coaching spaces. Um, this week's been like super busy, which is cool. July is shaping up to be a very busy month, which is fun. Obviously, look, we're six months through the year. Okay. How has the last six months been for you? Have you reached any of the goals you set out for yourself? Or do you feel like maybe you haven't quite gotten there? Do you think maybe if you had a little bit of help over the next six months, you could end 2023 in a completely different position? If you think that, then guess what? I'm probably the person to help you, maybe. Whether that's just for like general lifestyle or for prep, photo shoot prep, comp prep, I'm your gal. So 
what you can do is click the link down below in the show notes, which will bring you to the application form. You can book a call with me or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram. And aside from that, I'm going to love you and leave you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tag, whatever the fuck, the podcast, follow the podcast, I don't know, share it on your stories, tag me at emma.curvin, share it with a friend, share it with your mom, share it with your dog, I don't care, just share it. (laughs) Thank you, and aside from that, I will be back with you next week, and yeah, I'll chat to you soon. Okay, love you, bye.